Welcome back to Dark Opinions, Dark Reporter. Um, today is Mental Health Wednesday, and it's actually really early on Thursday morning. Um, so if you're new, thank you for listening in. And if you're returning, thank you so much. Um, today, last time I, um, I posted a podcast, I guess that's how you say it. Um, it was, um, a borderline personality disorder. And, um, there are, there can be co-occurring disorders, which is a term meaning that other mental health disorders that, um, present along with, or that someone might have along with, because it rarely, somebody rarely just has borderline personality disorder. There's always, like, most, mostly always, I'm going to say always a co-occurring disorder right along with it. It can be bipolar disorder. That is a very common one. And I think it's gaining in popularity because we are becoming more aware of the signs of it what it is, what it means, and also we know that it's not always something that someone is born with. You can be born okay and end up having um, a bipolar disorder from like a car accident, brain injury, stuff like that. That can be, that's a very common co-occurring disorder with borderline personality disorder. Also, um, PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, which is like a, uh, a reflex, I guess you could say, um, when a trauma is experienced. And that could be a trauma as in childhood or any point in a person's life, even in adult, well into adulthood. That can come along with, like, a car accident, witnessing a mass shooting, uh, being involved in a mass shooting, um, uh, almost, or being raped, or um, being kidnapped, or anything traumatic that can happen in a person's life. Um, a person could be histrionic, which is a uh, very grandiose display of thoughts and feelings. Um, you might have witnessed someone or noticed or known someone or heard of someone who goes into these very dramatic displays of um, personality. And I don't mean dramatic as in borderline personality disorder or bipolar disorder or anything like that. I mean dramatic as in theatrical. Um, They might even change their accent to go along with it. Um, Their response to stimuli can be very theatrical, they can be overwhelmingly, um, 
false in a way that they come off to people as pretending. Um, they, uh, in a way, it kind of mimics schizophrenia in a way because in schizophrenia um, sometimes one of the I think it's it's a little confusing one of the positive um, aspects of it is that positive means showing is that um, it's so confusing the positive and the negative negative I believe means not showing, or the other way around. But one of the things about schizophrenia is that um, they oftentimes, they can think that they are these uh, unrealistic characters, like someone might think they're the Archduke Ferdinand, or they are... um, they literally are Adolf Hitler, and they believe these things. They are the king of the aliens. They are these weird, these these things that they just—it's just outlandish things, and they truly believe this to their heart and to their soul. And but they're not histrionic. I'm just making a comparison. They and. Um, but histrionic people um, go into these flights of fancy, I guess you could say. And um, that can definitely be a co-occurring disorder. Schizophrenia, and schizophrenia itself has its own co-occurring disorders as well. And schizophrenia, someone, I think someone can be schizophrenic in not have so many, not have any, like, really, um, this, uh, uh, co-occurring disorders, um, because schizophrenia in itself can be hereditary, um, borderline personality disorder extends from a childhood trauma, um, pretty much like DID does, dissociative identity disorder, but research is being uh, under is underway that is starting to show that BPD can actually be hereditary. So um, we'll, we'll be looking out for that, uh, for the results of that um, investigation. I don't know how long it's going to take because some of these psychological investigations, you know, uh, findings and stuff take years and years and years, like 40 years or whatever. But, um, and I don't know how long this has been so, it's been so far, so I don't remember. I know I read that um, so far the evidence is showing that it can be hereditary. Um, but let's talk about, uh, border, uh, uh, bipolar disorder. Now, bipolar disorder, people think, uh, people, uh, pretend that they have it. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. They pretend that they have it. They go around 
thinking that it's some type of cute thing to claim, whereas people who have it and suffer with it, you know, it's just not, it's insensitive to those who have it, you know, in my opinion. And borderline, you can have borderline personality, not bipolar disorder, one and two, and I've, oh, is there a three? I think there might be a three. I think that if there is, it's much lesser known, but one and two is what you hear about the most. And bipolar one, they're confusing as well. Bipolar one, you got the bipolar that is mostly depressive all the time. They are depressed. Um, and then you've got the, um, bor- the bipolar disorder that is, um, more, more what you've heard of with the switching moods, um, the, um, extremist switching moods and what I have found in people who, that have, uh, bipolar disorders that when they are switching moods, um, and I don't mean like switching as in dissociative identity disorder, I mean like when they are having an episode, um, they oftentimes almost just, just like they, things that they were, that they cared so much about, they just let go of. They don't care about anymore. And they are always busy, always busy doing something. You've ever seen somebody that was like a, a, a motor that just kept going and going and going and going and going and going and going. They have this energy and they just keep going and going and going. Some people, when they're, they're um, experiencing that, they're talking and they can't stop talking. They just keep going and going and going and going and going. Uh, some people, they're just active. They're not, they're busy, 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 but they're not busy doing anything. They're just busy, 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 busy. And uh, sometimes as they're doing this, their life is like on edge. Everything is like being destroyed around them. Like they might leave a faucet kitchen faucet running in this while they're so busy 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 got all these things to do the kitchen is flooding with water and they just don't realize it they walk in they see they might even walk through it because they're so busy and they just keep going um this can occur with borderline personality disorder and that helps to make BPD even that much more difficult for someone who is a supporter because now you have either a very depressed individual and one of the things with borderline personality disorder is cutting. Now you got a very depressed individual who cuts and or who goes through these high-strung episodes and 
it's like, what do you do? You like going out of your mind trying to keep your loved one safe and trying to keep everybody else safe. Um, it is extremely difficult to be a supporter. It's extremely difficult for a psychologist, psychiatrist to uh, have a patient with BPD. That's why they're considered a cluster B disorder as in very difficult. They don't really like to deal with them because they're very difficult patients. Um, And so if they're difficult for these psychologists, don't feel guilty that you cannot handle your loved one. Remember, I had told y'all that you have to look out for yourself first, self-love first. You have to look out for yourself first because if you don't, if you lose yourself, then it's like you're going to get too overwhelmed. And then you're not, if you're too overwhelmed, you're not helping anyway. Um, and they are very, people with BPD are very, very, very manipulative. And delusional also. And delusions go along with borderline, with a bipolar disorder as well. But mainly with, um, and what we're talking about with um, BPD, um, they don't think about things in a logical pattern. And so it is like sometimes they're incoherent, sometimes they're coherent. But it's hard to try to steer your loved one around to the coherent when you don't have the proper tools. And we will discuss the proper tools in another podcast. And the proper tools not just for BPD, but for other disorders. Uh, What you need to know. And um, always uh, keep um, in mind my advice to look up local support groups and to look up, go on the, inter- on the internet and look up NAMI, N-A-M-I dot org. Um, and also, uh, there's another one. Oh, my God. I'm going to put it in the description. Um, oh, my God. I forget the name of it. it. That's because it's so early in the morning. But, um... It, it's phenomenal that you have chosen. It's a choice, not an obligation, to support someone with mental illness because everything in your life is being compromised when you do. You're choosing to love that person even if you have to do it from a distance in love with the capacity that you have, that's still something. So don't be so hard on yourself if you feel that you can't give them what you want to give them to help them. 
because you give them what you can. Uh, the uh, responsibility of helping them is theirs, not yours. The responsibility of helping them is themselves. It's their own responsibilities, not your responsibility, nor anyone else. Uh, so don't let them make you feel bad. Don't let them place blame on you. Don't let them make it seem as though you are somehow responsible for their um, disadvantages. Because you're not. You're not responsible. So, in my next podcast, we will be discussing this a little more, going a little deeper, um, and um, possibly even having a guest appearance on here to discuss mental illness. Um, So, stay tuned, and thank you all so much for listening in.